I know you don't want bad news. We're going to have a hard conversation about Jawan Taylor. We'll do it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. People, welcome to Locked On Jaguars. I am Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars Daily Podcast, where it is your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. As a reminder, you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Also, today's sponsor for today's show is FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. We would also like to welcome any new listeners that we have to the Locked On Jaguars podcast. And now that I've said that, you're no longer new because you're here. Make yourself at home and be comfortable. Make sure you like and subscribe and drop a comment and I'll try to get back to you as well. We're going to talk about Jawan Taylor, as I mentioned in the opening. And what I'm going to say might hurt some feelings. And I'm going to give you a little bit of history as to why it's tough to see him leave. Uh, one of the things I said when the Jags got Trevor Lawrence, there was this there was this groundswell of uh, of enthusiasm that made people say things like, just draft Trevor and get out of the way. And, and I know it was tongue in cheek, but I always frowned against that because one of the things that I did not want to happen was the Jacksonville Jaguars thought that it was okay to just draft Trevor and get out of the way. And in no, by no means do I believe that they did that. I think they've really done well. Now they have now that they got rid of Urban. They insulated him with a lot of great coaches, uh, allowed him to just be a regular guy and a teammate who can go to Waffle House after a big win. And uh, they have done a pretty good job so far. The team made the playoffs, right? So it's hard to complain about anything. However, I will say that our outlook and our goal at the beginning of all of this was what I'm about to tell you. I said, I wanted to see a dynasty. You heard me, not the old show with Joan Collins on it, a dynasty, like what the Patriots did. I said, I want this to be special. I want them to go on a run like the run that we see the Kansas city chiefs are on now. And I said, the only way we're going to get anything more than And look, I'm not shaking a stick at Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, but the only way we're going to get anything more than just a flash, just a little bit of being competitive and maybe every now and then just dropping in on the Super Bowl, the only way we're going to get anything, by the way, what I just mentioned is such an upgrade from where the Jaguars franchise was. I get it if you're saying, what's wrong with that, right? But I was having this this foresight of, dominance like world dominance when it comes to football i want to just take over everything so that is my line of thinking when i do a podcast such as the one i'm about to do and i said that they had to hit on just about everything and to those that look back at the patriots and say well they didn't hit on everything uh they hit on the goat quarterback 
They hit on the GOAT tight end. They got another handful of guys going in the Hall of Fame. They hit on all they needed to hit on, right? And all of their coaching decisions. So here's my point and the problem that I'm making. It would have been okay if the Chicago Bears had signed Juwan Taylor to a four-year, $80 million deal with $60 million. Everyone would have said, well, they're just desperate and they overpaid. When the Super Bowl world champions, the guys that everyone wants to model their franchise after, the one that most people would identify as a top two coach in the league, a top six, seven, six or seven coach of all time, a team that could let go a wide receiver that everyone thinks is the top three wide receiver in the league and still go back and win the Super Bowl, they do a lot of stuff right. Their front office is structured a certain way. It's why they're always relevant, even pre-Patrick Mahomes and pre-Andy Reid. They're always a relevant franchise. The Kansas City Chiefs are one of the model sports franchises in the country. When they do something that you refuse to do, it makes you wonder, did we miss something? And I know fans were expecting if Juwan Taylor left, he's going to go to a trash team or maybe a team like, not a trash team, but a team like Cincinnati that were desperate for offensive line play or maybe the Chargers who needed to add one more piece. When you go to the Chiefs, it changes the outlook for everything for a lot of people, including me. Because anybody will tell you that if you've been listening to this podcast, the number one priority for me going into free into free agency in the offseason was getting Jawan Taylor re-signed. If you want to know, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna first of all, I'm I'm gonna get through a bunch of excuses, and then I'm gonna really, really get into this in segment two and segment three. So a bunch of reasons that I keep hearing from fans is. I wouldn't have paid him that. 20 million a year. Okay. But they would have probably given him 17 or 18. Newsflash for you. That's about the same thing. That's like cutting Chris Clay books. That's all it is. Plus whatever you were going to give him. It's like cutting Chris Clay books to come up with the rest, right? It's like cutting like a long snapper. That's what it is. That's how ridiculous that sounds. And it's not your money anyway, okay? Here's the other one. It's not even the best offensive lineman on the league, on the team. Says who? Who says he's not better than Cam Robinson? And he might be playing the same position Cam Robinson played. We'll talk about that in a second. Um. Well, he only had one good year. So did Evan Ingram, who they uh, franchise tag. What you got? What, what now? And he didn't have one good year. He had a great season this year, a very good rookie year, and a couple of years where you're going to – the third year, everybody had a bad year because Urban Meyer was here, so it doesn't count. But Doug Peterson only had him for one year, and he only had Evan Ingram for one year, and they decided to keep Evan Ingram. I'm not saying that Doug's wrong. I'm not saying that Trent is wrong. I'm saying that did they get it totally right? Why did they franchise tag – Cam Robinson last year when a lot of people thought they were just going to let him walk. The reason that they gave you for not franchise franchising, he's ours. He's homegrown. 
Look, he's a 25, 26-year-old, 325-pound young lineman that if he hits the market is going to get a bunch of attention. So why don't you have that same feeling about Jawan Taylor? They do, and they did. You know why? Because when Trent Baalke was asked this season if they were going to try to move Jawan Taylor, after I had done several podcasts about it, and I said they might as well move Taylor since they tagged Cam Robinson and they have Walker Little, they might as well move him. They might as well get rid of Taylor. And then folks come out and hit me with, well, they wouldn't have had a swing tackle. Cam did get hurt. I didn't say they couldn't go get nobody else. I just said that they needed to move Jawan Taylor and perhaps draft somebody else or trade for somebody else last year. Trent Baalke laughed at it. He didn't laugh at me because I didn't ask the question. He laughed at it before last year and said, no, he's a really, really good player. He was right. He was right to laugh. He was right to say that he was a really, really good player. So this lets you know that way before he had this great season, which he had a great year, I thought he was going to be an all pro way before he had that great season. Trent Baalke thought he was good enough to laugh at the mere suggestion that they would trade him for somebody else. I want to want y'all to think about that. And I want you to remember it because I'm going to hammer something when we start segment two and we'll do it here in just a second. The midway point of the NBA season has passed and now is the perfect time for us to download FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Then, you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. They have also been getting some killer, killer uh, performances off of guys coming off the bench in the NBA. So you better read up on it before you make your bets. And the place to do that is at FanDuel. And FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And we welcome you to segment two of Locked On Jaguars, where it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen. Back to Juwan Taylor and why I'm going to do and say some things that might hurt people's feelings. I think I set it up good enough in the first segment. So let me get to the second segment and why him signing with the Chiefs hurts so bad. It's because the Jaguars have gone into this offseason saying we have a pretty good group. We want to keep our group together. And now you got people telling folks, y'all need to pipe down, relax, or whatever. First of all, if you're a Jaguar fan, you'd never need to relax. I don't care what happened other than you went in the Super Bowl. You haven't, fans haven't, we haven't earned the right to tell the fans they need to pipe down and chill out. Um, I do trust them and I understand that I know what they're doing. The main reason I trust them because it's pretty hard to screw up when you have Doug Peterson and when you have Trevor Lawrence. But let's not sit here and act like the Jags went 15 and four. They didn't, they went 10 and nine, okay? They were 
a fumble in the fourth quarter away from being eliminated at home, probably by the Tennessee Titans and Josh Dobbs. So let's let's not act like, you know, they weren't down 27 to nothing to Kansas City. I mean, to San Diego or to L.A., whoever the hell it was. Let's, let's, let's not pretend that they need to improve. Through player development, getting more talent, they have improved with Calvin Ridley. But the reason I'm saying that is because of this. You know who wanted to keep their group together probably more than anybody? The Kansas City Chiefs, the team that actually did win the Super Bowl. They could have kept their group together. In fact, had they just re-signed Orlando Brown Jr. instead of signing Jawan Taylor, they'd still have a left tackle who's played left tackle and not a right tackle who you allegedly hear they're going to move to left tackle and never who's never played it. Orlando Brown Jr. also signed a four-year, $64 million deal with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals. It's less money than Kansas City gave Juwan Taylor. Why would you pay more for something other than something that you already know when you won the championship if your goal is to keep this thing together? I said before this all started that familiarity shouldn't have anything to do with this. It shouldn't. At certain positions, maybe, but an upgrade is an upgrade. The Chiefs believe they upgraded. They believe they upgraded to the point where they overpaid. They paid more money, right? The total deal is $64 million for Orlando Brown Jr., who they traded a second-round pick for about two years ago. Jawan Taylor has $60 million in guaranteed money by itself. That means the Chiefs believe they got better. And they won the Super Bowl. Why are we not trying to get better? And a bigger question, one that we'll talk more about in the third segment, did we miss an evaluation? When we say that Doug Peterson only had Jawan Taylor for one year, yeah, he had him for his best year. Trent Baalke didn't. Trent Baalke's been here. He was the assistant GM two years ago and was the GM a year ago, way before when Doug Peterson was thought of. He's seen Jawan Taylor. Close up. If Juwan Taylor is going to Kansas City to play left tackle, how come Trent Baalke doesn't know he can do it? But the world champions believe he can. How come Brett Veach and those guys and Borgonzi and Andy Reid, if it's true that he's going to play left tackle, because I'm hearing rumors that they're also trying to trade for Laramie Tunsil and leave uh, Juwan Taylor at right tackle, but whatever. If we're going, you know, if, if we're going to do, a, if we're going to have a lie, let's build a podcast on the lie. If it's a lie that they're going to play left tackle. How come the standard bearers in this league see that and we don't? That's my question. In a year where Cam Robinson's coming off of an injury, and in a year where it's free to go look back at Walker Little a few plays that he played and had against the Chargers as well as the Chiefs that didn't look so hot. And in a league where you still have a hold at left guard and you say, if we have to, Walker Little could play left guard. So that means you got to use a draft pick, a high draft pick on another tackle if that's what you're going to do. You could have just kept him. We don't have cap space. Yeah, you do. 
they can find it. They can find it for anybody else. They can they can find it for him. They could have held off on that Roy Robertson Harris deal, right? Because remember, the goal is to protect Trevor and keep him upright. If the people that do it best see something in your guy that you don't see, and if it manifests itself and turns out, and this kid is an all pro at whatever tackle spot, I bet you any amount of money they wouldn't have paid that for Cam Robinson. And I bet you, I know for a fact, they wouldn't have paid that for Walker Little. So if the standard bearers in the league do this, it makes people like me think twice. Well, we got a different salary cap situation. They're already paying their quarterback a, a gazillion dollars. What are you talking about? Yeah, they're paying them. They're paying them a ton of money. Sometimes familiarity can be your enemy. Sometimes it can't, and it doesn't. I believe, if I ask you who you believe, Trent Baalke or the staff in Kansas City, who are you going to say? I believe the staff in Kansas City is better. It is not because the staff in Kansas City's actions support something that I would have done and something that I'm on a history on these podcasts telling you was a priority. Just that they keep winning Super Bowls over and over again, and they keep drafting people. All of their draft picks last year just about started, except one. And eighty some odd percent of their draft picks from the year before that started. And those are the guys you saw running around assisting Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl when they won the championship. I think the Chiefs believe that they have gotten better and they they've weakened the Jaguars. I'm interested to find out what you think, and I'll do it in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. All right, third and final segment here. I'm questioning everything. Look, folks, all I'm really trying to do is we set this back up and do a quick recap. Jawan Taylor left. Did the Chiefs see something that we didn't see? How come they didn't see it? Did they let their, I think they let their best offensive lineman go. I really do. I think as much as I like Evan Ingram, I don't like Evan Ingram more than I like a starting caliber, damn near Pro Bowl level right tackle who the Super Bowl champs thought was worth $60 million guaranteed. I was, I'm interested to see if Evan Ingram was out there on the market, what his market would have been. Since we're talking so much about positional value, I just want to remind y'all that when Trent Baalke was asked where they're going to move Juwan Taylor, because people were saying, okay, you got Walker Little, you just signed, you made Cam your franchise. And I don't want to hear nobody tell me about no damn compensatory pick that they're going to get a third round pick next year for Juwan. So that's the compensation that they would have gotten anyway. Be proactive. Don't wait for a compensatory pick. And by the way, if they would sign a big-time free agent right now, that, that, pick, that pick might go away. The way this works is the reason why the Jaguars haven't had a compensatory pick in nine years is because they've been signing everybody else's free agents and no one has been signing theirs. A compensatory pick is not a reason to lose a 25-year-old right tackle who the Super Bowl champions think is a left tackle, y'all think he ain't good enough to keep. 
when the biggest asset that you ever had in this franchise, number 16, Trevor Lawrence, is back there at quarterback and needs the best possible protection he can get. You franchise your tight end when this is a good draft for tight ends. There's also a good free agent market for tight ends. I see tight ends going all over the place, not getting the type of money that Evan Ingram is going to demand or command. Is this going to be one of those things we look at? Are the Chiefs going to make us look silly? Especially if this time next year, Juwan Taylor is playing left tackle and Cam is being Cam and being average, at least according to some former players that played at an extremely high level that played that position. And at the end of next year, you're talking about just letting him walk and taking the cap hit because the dead money isn't that bad and there's more space. So you're getting rid of a guy a year after you let a guy like this go. You got to get a look. We got to start getting a year ahead of these these things, man. We do. We need to take the attitude that the Kansas City Chiefs took, who actually won the Super Bowl and we didn't. We need to start acting like champions. The way you act like champions, they say fake it till you make it. Well, you know what? You're turning the corner. You ain't made it yet, but you're coming around the stretch and you're sitting in the room. You need to start acting like it right now. You can be frugal to a fault. I'm hoping for their sake that's not what the Jaguars have done. But please don't tell fans to relax or be patient. You're talking to probably the most patient people on earth. People that showed up for years putting buying tickets when this team wasn't any good. Folks that did not leave when it was 27-0 this past year when they were in the playoffs. They hung in there with the team. Trevor Lawrence even said it. I couldn't believe they hung in there with us. You're talking to the most patient group of people when they, one of their games is going to Europe every single year. You're talking to some of the most patient people on earth and you're telling them to relax and chill and be patient? Nah, doesn't work that way. If you feel like hollering, holler. If you feel like yelling, yelling. And I know there's a lot of goodwill and a lot of feel good around here and a lot of me explaining why the Jaguars aren't busy in free agency because of the things that they said. But I'm going to tell you how I feel too. I don't want to just be relevant. I want Super Bowl titles with an S. When you get blessed with guys like Trevor Lawrence, that needs to be the goal for you too. I know I got a goal. I make this my first listen. I can tell you right now what my second listen is. It is Locked On NFL Scouting. There's two of my favorite peoples on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's with the draft dudes. That is Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. That's right. They take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked on NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network where it's your team every day. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Jaguars where we continue to talk about free agency. Maybe I'll have something to report with the Jaguars signing somebody. Maybe I won't. But remember what I said. Don't let this Juwan Taylor thing become a thing because I'm going to bring it up over and over and over again. Until next time, I'm Tony Wiggins. Take care of each other and yourself. We'll see you 
here on Locked on Jaguars.